0: Five Year Plan podcast and we look back over Palace's festive period with two games to review, Bournemouth and Swansea. We also look forward to Chelsea at home in the new year and talk about our favourite moments from 2015. It's been a pretty good year for Palace. So let's do it. Yes, this is the Five Year Plan podcast, last pod of 2015. Oh, oh, hey. oh
2: I, really? thought, I, thought you, I thought you were doing a test there. Was, Me, that, was that the actual no,
0: intro? No, that's the intro, that's it. We started with rolling.
2: Yeah, we oh. started with yes, yes, yes.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yep. Mixed emotions from there. Kevin saying yes, you saying no. It's last pod of 2015.
2: You not? It's not been a brilliant year. <laughs> it's been probably the best year in Palace's history. Football wise, it's been fantastic, but I, 2015 can do one. Oh, okay. Basically. But well, yeah, football-wise, it's been lovely. Those we are here to talk about football. We are. Hooray! Uh,
0: before that, we've got to talk about our sponsors, who Yeah, because are... I've already had to sit through Kevin's stand-up thing, stuck
1: <laughs> deals with his 2015. <laughs> <laughs> and although it's very good, I, I felt like I needed therapy thereafter, too. So, uh, but no, go see Kevin's show when it comes back on. Oh, the show was all right. The show was great. The show was good. Yeah,
2: the show yeah, was great. Show, yeah, His no, no, life was... Are you doing another tour anytime soon? that might be yeah I'm in a mood after what you just said <laughs> <laughs>
0: right we are sponsored by Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with it yay okay. okay. yes we had a very nice Christmas thank you JD thank you. I look, I'm going to get to that I'm oh. doing the sponsors so I'll, get, I'll get to that oh. My word. Um, we're also sponsored by JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London, run by a Palace fan. Visit jc And I believe we also have a new sponsor this week, the Patrick Banford Apology Company. Oh, God, yeah, we will, we will get to that, definitely. Um, yeah, that's definitely going to be one of our things to cover. But did you guys have nice Christmases? That's all right.
2: it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. I love Christmas, you know. Isn't it? You were there for most of it. I was, yeah. <laughs> It seems like you shared right. quite a lot of my Christmas. they so. invaded your Christmas. Um, well, you've slightly ruined my Christmas now by asking for a tea cocktail. It's not, it's,
0: it's, not, it's not a cocktail, but it's got two things in it. I guess that does kind of make it a cocktail. It's normal tea and a little bit of Earl Grey. That's, mm. It's fine. Which I'm ashamed to say I had in the house. We, nothing All wrong with, with Earl Grey. It's, it's a little bit.
1: I mean, you know, it's very got, nice. you know, you've got someone who's particularly staunch about their working class rooms When <laughs> the sign of shame, personally, <laughs> is having El Gray in
2: the kitchen. <laughs> well, you know, we're very prolier than El. He has to keep the avocados <laughs> hidden under the floorboards. <laughs> right, You just um, have, have to get them from the chemist, you know.
0: <laughs> no, thanks for the tea. It's um, it's very nice. Um, uh, okay, so Palace. We've had two two games since the last pod, actually. Yes, um, uh,
2: about which I think we all confidently predicted two wins. And lots of goals. Yeah, uh, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and both were
0: uh, both were nil-nil draws. Um, both games we had no Connor Wickham and no Yannick Balassi uh, and, and and thus lack of goals. It's only two injuries, but did did those injuries and the games over Christmas shine a light on the fact that maybe our squad isn't quite as deep enough as we think it is.
2: Well, I have to declare something here: that I'm afraid I don't recall much about the Swansea game. I know there's not a lot to recall, but it was the combination of about five and a half days of drinking, so I I, I quite enjoyed it. But yes, I think I, I don't think anybody certainly the Bournemouth game. I don't think anybody thought there wouldn't be goals. I, I, I generally thought we would score two or three, maybe concede. And we did. We have wondered what life would be like without Yannick, and I think he's turned out to be a really big big loss just because of his energy. Not just up front, but all over the all over the picture. We we knew we were struggling for goals anyway. Even with Yannick in the team and with Whipen we know we're struggling for goals, and that'll be rectified probably in the summer rather than now. But yeah, they're big. They're, two of them are big misses. Kabay was a big miss first half against Bournemouth. We haven't. We can't afford to lose three or four quality players. As simple as that. Mm. I mean, there's an interesting stat that I saw on Twitter earlier
1: from Hopkins looking to curl one. He's uh, as everyone knows a great Palace blog and Twitter account, and he said. And I'm sure it's true. I've not verified it, but I'm sure it's true. <laughs> okay. Uh Connor Wickham's played nine Premier League games for Palace, in which we scored 14 goals. And in the ten that he's missed, we scored only six goals. So I mean it's been quite marked this season. Obviously, you're and talking you- small sample sizes, mm. and he's not obviously scored a lot of goals himself. He's only got the one <laughs> penalty that he got <laughs> up at stake. But um it's certainly it just seems like there's something not quite there when he's not, not playing. I mean, there's none none of our other strikers appear to be able to play that. Mobile sort of number nine, who ro- roves about in the way that he does and links up play and make sure that we play further up the pitch in the manner that he does. And, albeit that, you know, completely take Kev's point, that he, he, do- he won't score a lot of goals and perhaps if Palace really want to kick on into the top six, they'd have to find someone who does both. I mean, it's it certainly, I think, marks, and uh, I seem to recall, he came back from the last spell of injury, didn't he, a- up at Anfield. Yeah. And he came on and in that game, it was sort of like, I wouldn't say night and day in terms of sort of contrast between him on the pitch and him off the pitch, but certainly immediately it looked like, in terms of sort of attacking impetus, the team had a lot more confidence, a lot more direction. And I think he's definitely had a big impact in that final third,
2: albeit not scoring the goals goals himself. Hmm. I'm amazed to to hear he's played that many games, to be perfectly honest, because in my head I would have thought was three or four at most, but that's a really good statistic. And I think we we talked a lot in the past about players like Cameron Jerome, not doing enough simply because he didn't score, but he does. Wickham does do what we wanted Cameron Jerome to do. It's just he does bring other people into the game. He's a really mm. good target man. He's very mobile. He really works the back four of the opposition, uh, which again helps bring other players into the game. And his link-up play, like Street, he says, is is very good. So I'm more forgiving of Wickham not scoring goals than I would be of other players. I a similar ilk in the past. In his, but his I'm absence, th- I
0: don't think it's, it has. um a Light second time I said that on this pod on the fact that he's the only striker in our squad that can play that role no one else has come in and really been able to to play it well I mean you know Shammers looks like his legs have gone to be perfectly honest
1: I mean I just I don't think he's ever going to recover sufficiently from that injury obviously Patrick Bamford regrettably and very upsetting he's now gone back to Chelsea which is just quite devastating Mm. and Dwight Gale you know he had that game against United, where he apparently played the number nine role pretty well. I was away yeah. for that, that particular one. But other than that, he's never looked particularly likely or able to be able to play that lone front-role man. Yeah. Lone front-man role, even. Yeah. Um, so, no, I think it's it's a fairly, you know, it's a well, two-point.
2: I, I would have said uninjured Chemak would be the only person who comes close to him. And I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this now going, Glenn Murray, Glenn Murray, but Wickham's a better player. Glenn Murray, ironically, might get you more goals, but I think Wickham's a better all-round forward player with a lot of potential but it, it does highlight the fact that we are very short of a player like that now mm. <clears throat> I don't know how long he's, but I mean the rumours about Balassi are quite well I mean they're stretching from three weeks to two months the yeah way, so. Wickham sounds like it's a month yeah what Pardy said so then the big, the big problem is you know we've got money but the trouble is other clubs know we've got money do you go for a short term replacement or do you think well we're fifth in the Premier League anyway let's get through it and then see what happens in summer. I think it's an indication of how ambitious they want to be for the rest of the season because I would have thought, I mean, time's gone by, you know they were just trying, well, if time's gone by, we'd be desperately in need of goals to stay yeah. up, but it puts them in a sort of interesting quandary mm. as to how much ambition they show. Well, we've had we've now had a, a, a loan spot freed up by Banford, yeah. cancelling his own
0: loan, although I did see someone on Twitter earlier say, Who, who's going to give us, a, now that we're fifth on the table, who's going to give us another loan? Player? Well, I don't think they're going to give us
2: Loic like Remy, Villa were talking about getting Loic like Remy on loan. You can't imagine why. Well, Chelsea technically the relegation rivals, aren't they? But <laughs> yeah. you can't imagine why they'd give a player like that to Villa on loan. And I know we were linked with him in terms of a ten million pound buy, but you're right. No one's going to, certainly none of the clubs from what from who you'd like to get players, are yeah. going to lend as players. You'd imagine, and if they do, it be players that are you know surplus to their own requirements. So. Yeah. It's talk of the lad from... Turin? Turino? It was, it was, uh, Zaza? Zaza? It from Zaza? Juventus, yeah. Juventus, what sorry. great name that is. Well, we've got Zaha and Zaza. That's going to yeah, be... It's fantastic. I
0: think but we
2: I, should but, sign but, him on that basis a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but again, it, just, it, just, it was sort of... I think it. it's a good test of what the new owners want to do. i new owners, and the new investors and mm. the not some new owners. What they want to do, whether they will just try <coughs> and consolidate and see our way through... Because we haven't, I mean, we've got to fifth without scoring that many goals. Yeah, exactly, and basically. having and with a with striker that scored one yeah. goal all season. Well, it's been something that I've been banging on about repeatedly,
1: isn't it? That according to all the, the analytics and stats, guys, we're overperforming. I mean, it's it's and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that at all. You know, teams do sometimes overperform. So, yeah, Leicester, so Leicester, Leicester, Leicester yeah. and Watford are arguably also slightly overperforming. But the interesting thing I thought, particularly in the Swansea game, was just how the, the team looked quite tired, and albeit that that was based on the fact that they'd had to play two games in three days, which is frankly ridiculous. I know people go, they should be able to do it, but top level athletes need recovery time and not everyone's going to be able to swap in a excellent like-for-like uh, replacements and you just shouldn't be playing two games of football in 72 hours if you want to see decent level football you yes. used to
2: play on Christmas Day on Boxing Day yeah
1: well, and, 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 as and, we learned and, on our future as, yeah. as, as, as we did learn yeah. and, and at that stage we also had outhouse toilets yeah. and, uh, and I, yes I am and, saying that in a way that indicates <laughs> we should still be playing on Christmas Day, on Day. <laughs> but I, uh, you, you know notwithstanding yeah, the fact so. that I, I don't think you should have that many games in that short
2: space of time they certainly looked a little bit tired and you know <laughs> I also, think, just in fairness to the fans, Everton shouldn't be travelling to Newcastle on Boxing Day night either, should they? Let's be fair. Just in terms of what their fans are having to travel. Yeah, so, you're right. In terms mm-hmm. of the, the. It's a long trip for the Everton players. Um, and, you know, getting fit for. I mean, it's, it's part of. I'd hate to lose it because it is part of festive football, but. They're bound to be. They're bound to be exhausted. And they because could of do, not they? they? could th-
0: swap that game somewhere else. Well, we think so, but season, I think they? the
2: difference. I mean, the difference is in, in the old days when <coughs> they used to play a Christmas Day and Boxing Day. The game was pretty much played at walking pace, and they were. Hmm. Whereas now, the intensity of of every football match in the Premier League, and it isn't. It simply isn't like it in any other league in the world. Yeah. It's just, just you can't. The fans won't let you have a period of rest during a game. You can't. And it's not like Our football doesn't allow players To take 10 minutes off And just pass the ball about And get their breath back So it's played at 100 miles an hour mm. And then having to do it again 48 hours later It's difficult And I think also noticed Much as I'm a fan of Hangeland Just taking Delaney out of the equation Changed Looked a bit more uncertain At the back Than I thought yeah. we have done He struggled yeah, I mean, he did look bit. like he, he'd yeah. had as much to drink over the Christmas period
1: as me in that game he just got turned time <laughs> and time and time it almost had the hallmarks of a defender who knows he's losing his pace a little bit and then just desperately tries to always get in front of the man just that bit
2: too much because yeah. he doesn't know that if he's he got enough pace to recover ago, when he played a few well, months well, ago against Swansea last game of the season a few months ago he played yeah. really well against Swansea that's quite a quick sort
0: of turnaround isn't it? I mean well actually it's not because it's hanging land, but from going from someone who's looked okay to that performance against Swansea.
2: I think oh. age catches us up with us all in the end, doesn't it? And there's, there's, there's a reason he's not being picked ahead of Delaney and, and Dan. And I've, I think it's interesting, though, that Kelly's... For all that we keep saying Kelly's going to be a centre-back one day, no-one seems willing to take that that risk with him at the moment and play him centre-back. So it's slightly worrying that first position. I'd, have, I'd play, I'd play him day. ahead of Hageland personally. I just think Hageland's probably still do a good job against uh, uh, an, imo- yeah, against a Glenn Murray if you like, or against a Costa maybe but increasingly that sort of opposition is, is few and far between in the Premier League hmm. and he simply hasn't been able to adapt like yeah we know Delaney and Dan can defend against any sort of attacker and have done but Hangerland to me just looks like somebody probably still do a job in the championship but to me it just looks like increasingly like an old fashioned centre back who's just not comfortable with people playing the ball in front of him And Speaking of, of yeah. playing against
0: uh, slightly less mobile strikers uh, Murray did play for Bournemouth uh, on Boxing Day um, It was a really weird one because he got cheered big time by the Palace fans yeah. before the game scoring goals for Palace and all that and then he did a little dive in the first half yeah. got a lot of stick then started getting booed by the Palace fans yeah. for the rest of the game and then went off sub he got cheered again and so it was a very what sort of said, very, uh, very, very uh,
2: pantomime in, Not in that the we're fickle well, exactly, I was—I kind of, yeah. I didn't know whether I was annoyed by his comments beforehand or not because he said, and I'm, you know, I'm sure the papers made the most of it, but he—he he did say in the interview that he was going to score against us, but then he wouldn't celebrate. Hmm. So it's kind of like, well, there's no need for you to say you're going to score against us, really, and then not celebrate. Just just keep your own counsel is basically what I mm. do. But yeah, well, that's well for the, he
0: has to say that. For no, the of course no, He, he has to say, no, doesn't. He, he score,
2: doesn't score, he have score. to say I will score against you. He, he has to say, of course, I will try my best to score against them. But yeah. You don't have to start going I will score against you but well, no don't worry I won't celebrate I know uh, but my scenario of us being falling up like I, <laughs> like I dreamt and then he scores and we all cheer but didn't happen oh, but, I mean, but back to the original question yeah there is a, there's definitely an issue as to what we do about the, the injuries and replacing them because I think I've, I've this time last week I didn't think we'd get anybody in the transfer window I didn't think we would need to all worry I know Street. Streety thought we should there's a couple of places where we needed Back up, but I think we'll probably try and get two or three players in there. But again, it's because yeah. you know, just, just it's not a bad scrum. I mean, the first, we seem to sort of contradict ourselves on this pod quite a lot because we've had quite a few times where we said actually our squad's all right, and then several times like this when we've gone, oh, it's really but it is all right, it's a good well, it squad, is, But, but one but... more injury, centre back wise, we're in trouble, yeah. We're, you know, we're bound down to the bare bone striker wise. It's it's a, it's a good probably squad, probably still need a replacement left back. Well, I mean, it's the best squad that we've okay. ever had. But, yeah, yeah, of course it is. But, but still, the second
1: yeah. string of that squad is probably a lower Premier League team yeah. rather than the first 11 who are probably, you know, a top eight team. Hmm. And that yeah. difference is quite marked. It does mean that there's a risk if, you know, Kabai gets suspended, as he is, yeah. or MacArthur gets injured, which, you know, he was blowing a little bit towards the end oh, of yeah. uh, the match against Swansea. Hopefully he'll be fit for the next match and he had to go off. But, you know, there, there's quite a few positions where when you look at the guys who come in, you go, yeah, you're okay for the Premier League, but you're probably not you know, you're probably not that sort of top eight kind of quality. <laughs> but
0: yes. are we now victims of our own
1: success because we're playing so well this season. Well, I mean, it's going to be difficult on. to bring in sort of that many players of that particular level anyway that, are, that are throughout a consistent squad. Like, bringing in 22 sort of top six type players is going to cost A, a lot of money and B, be incredibly difficult to keep them all happy if you're rotating them all around all the time. So I suppose you've got to take a little bit of risk with it, with it anyway. Um, I anyway. I, I, I guess you just you sometimes worry don't you because the first 11 does look so good but I mean it, although there's depth
2: there it, it's just not great in terms of like for like replacements hmm. and the other thing as well is if you do go in for players like Remy as you know, if we spend 10 million was a figure that some tabloids quoted we spend that on a player that you're basically saying to oh by the way you're only playing until Wickham's back or until Belassi's back I think it's going to be harder to sort of recruit on that basis anyway unless he comes in and plays so well you can't replace him but it's quite clear who Pardew's first eleven is, I think. And it's quite clear to anyone coming in that they probably wouldn't be part of it afterwards. So it's a kind of fine balancing balance. Them. But there again, but then maybe you should look at players like uh, Grey at Birmingham as well, good players with potential that you might not have to pay as much money for, that you know might do a job short-term and then would be yeah. happy to go into the squad and fight for their place next or season. Or players that
0: might want to sort of prove themselves.
2: Yeah, 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 like Sacco to and an like, extent. Like yeah. a Patrick Bamford, for example. Well, Bamford's such a strange one, Bamford, because he's... I mean, his apologies seemed... S- sincere enough, and everybody you speak to at the club says he's a perfectly nice young man and trains well. But he has to know himself. There's a reason he's not getting picked. Pardue, if, if he look, looks at himself and says this is a team with real striking troubles, and I know they've lost two strikers, I'm still not getting picked by a manager who sees him train every day. You kind of think, well, there's got to be a hint there as to why you're not getting picked. Mm. Well, partially so, the fact that the team's sixth in the league. You know, it's well, going to be yeah, difficult. Yeah. He's gone from a team that
1: obviously they, they've probably got a higher calibre of, of player if we're being honest about it but who have underperformed while we've probably a little bit overperformed and you can't expect to go from loan, on, on loan from the team that's doing less well this season to where well, you've not got into the mm. team to a team that's now doing better than that yeah, but when he joined us we would have I mean,
0: thought we were going to be a mid-table well, yeah but we've like not so level, you then have to reevaluate well, yeah. those. do
2: you he has to work with the fact that when he has come on he hasn't done much you know he's never He's, you know, he's not come on and, and we've all gone oh crikey he's unlucky he should be getting a chance because we've all gone Cheese, when's he going to turn out to be the player we? Mm. so I got a mate who's a middle of the season ticket holder and just got, just raved about him until the playoff final game and he thought I think his confidence may have been shot by that but just every week I keep saying to my borough mate well, where is he what have you done with Patrick Bamford because mm. when he gets a chance he doesn't look he runs about. He puts the effort in, which is great. It's what you'd expect. Yeah, he's got he doesn't, quite nice touch he, he, and stuff, yeah, but he doesn't look like a quality player. Tactically, got, I just don't think he fitted either. No, though. he didn't. I mean, he's certainly not, not he's into our system. Not, he's not Sanogo, but you, you kind of like the best players can adapt, can fit into another system. You don't no. have to. You shouldn't have to change the system to suit a player. A good player will just play in a different way for a, as long as it needs. You know. But things would be much different if he'd put that chance away. He'd still be here, and
0: he'd be match winner, and we'd all love him. And
2: I don't think. No, I get the feeling he probably. I think he was going anyway. I think. Really? I still can't get to the bottom. And if, if anybody at home listening knows this, because I still can't, the amount of rumours I've heard about the financial deal he's supposed to be on. So I've heard people say we were getting paid for not playing him, we we're getting paid for playing him, we were paying him, they, they were paying us, <laughs> we paid him more of the less he played. It was, so I've got no idea what the financial deal was. Was this all sort of from the hotbed of journalistic integrity that's the Pawson's Arms? It was the Paulson's Arms and a <laughs> <Yeah>. couple of <laughs> other pubs. And, uh, but it just, but no, but even, at the, even when I've tried to ask people at the club, quite rightly, they haven't told me, but. Uh, there's no clear indication of. I don't know what, what it was—sort of pay to play or pay to not play. I, I don't know. There's rumours that Chelsea are unhappy that he wasn't getting a look in. I don't really see why they would be bothered because well, they got hundred other that, to look that's out. That's what anyway, I mean. So I don't, you know, he didn't come to us to, as, as a nice gesture on their part to help his career. They're just offloading him wherever they, mm. they can and presumably taking him off their wage bill. But I don't think I think he could have scored a hat trick against Swansea and he still wouldn't be here. I think it was clear that the writing was on the wall. I think essentially yeah. he's probably just a slightly
1: posher Dwight Gale. He'll work brilliantly in the Championship he's Yeah, a 4-4-2. Four d- four d- d- not bad, for, well, probably yeah, yeah. not as good of an issue as Dwight Gale, but works very effectively in that type of level of team. But unless he gets played in... I suppose a Leicester or a Watford type system where they're incredibly direct and try to use the frontman like those two teams do. He's just he's going to struggle because a lot of teams set out set out in a similar shape to Palace in the Premier League, yeah. and it means that then you've got to be a bit more like a Connor Wickham to be getting chances up front as opposed
2: to a Dwight Gale or a Patrick Bamford who haven't got chances. Yeah, and he already is. that probably Gale and Bamford would work really well together. Yeah, they probably but wouldn't, probably but, but, would, but, a, but yeah. a Championship team because I think it's only Watford. Watford is sort of playing four four two, but. Yeah. The, the only when they're only a test, the two strikers of Watford just become two extra midfield players. When and the even midfield, then, they're so both still, very physical, that's just, that's sort like, it, yeah, Which you to and they and, yeah. and again, they're out, they're overperforming and, and yeah. doing very, very well.
0: Yeah, um, it's quite rare, isn't it? Though, for uh, I don't think I've ever known before a, a player announcing his own. Uh, ending of his loan deal
1: Well I think the Statement afterwards I mean It's got to be the first time I've ever seen someone accuse people of taking Words out of context When the entirety of the words Have been reproduced <laughs> yeah. I mean I just don't know How you take that out of context Context, <laughs> But I mean It just reeked to me of someone who realised That it was a bit of a mistake On his part It was foolish It was probably Said in the heat based, of the moment probably. Said in the heat of yeah. the moment Said in frustration At one having missed The very key chance yeah. Two things having not Gone particularly well And three the fans Reacting a, t- a tiny bit frustratedly to uh, the manner in which that chance was missed towards the end of the game. So, just a combination of things. But, I mean, he's probably realised that you, know, you don't want to be the type of player whose card gets marked in terms of other clubs yeah. by coming out and, and yeah. saying those sort of words publicly, particularly before you've spoken to the manager, by all accounts, and before you've informed the club at which you're on loan that you're returning. And when they've not indicated to you that they're about to yeah. uh, invoke their right to terminate you know it, it just it came across as a little bit immature and a little bit petulant um, which I mean is not like it because everyone says he is an intelligent and likable young mm. man. But clearly, well, we all make mistakes, it. I suppose. Yeah. And, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah, I'm sure that there will now be people who will hold a grudge against him until
2: <laughs> on their deathbeds. Which is, you know, some people <laughs> won't. Fair won't enough. Until them. he scores the winning goal against us yeah. to Chelsea in the Champions League final. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But to be fair, it, it, it was already. I mean, again, it's one one of the recurring themes of the tweets we get on this pod. It, it was a fairly baffling recruitment in the first place. No one was quite sure why we why we got him because we just got Wickham we didn't seem I mean he seemed like a very similar player and all this talk about well Chelsea said he had to play he wasn't going to if Wickham was fit it was quite clear Mm. because Pardew clearly clearly rates Wickham above all the other strikers there so Bamford was always going to be a second string similar type player so it was, it was an odd It just seemed an odd bit of business Kind of the, the first, wrong though. wrong person For the wrong club At the wrong time I guess I think, I think Mourinho There might be a part of Mourinho Because I know Mourinho Really likes Palace And maybe he genuinely thought That Bamford would get At pitch time Playing time But I don't think They thought it through If, they, if that was the case And Bamford must have Surely realised Quite a few games in That Wickham was out He must have Smelled a rat The fact that he, Even then he wasn't Getting a, mm. a chance mm. Oh, well, okay. Well, well, yeah, it's, a, it's a shame, though, because thought, he would yeah. have been an option... Yeah, you'd you'd see he's still got that potential, so he would have been an option to have on the bench. Well, there's talk that he might now go to Swansea in the papers year, so, last day
0: or so, which okay. would be... Well, you know, a, he impressed them, then, during the... Well, her, her uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what from. But <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: fair okay, fair well, there
0: you go. That closes the book on t- a weird little... Uh, um, Palace career for one player but, but but there you go these things happen um, speaking of someone who has a, had a long and good career for Palace um, Mina Jednak was fantastic against Swansea um,
2: yes so I was told uh, <laughs> 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 yes no he was and that was um, that was one of the it wasn't it wasn't fun was it particularly as a game but that was one of
1: the plus points that Jednak mm. <laughs> It was always going to be one of those sort of games where, because of the tiredness in the players and because they were playing against a certain type of team who were a little bit low on confidence and needed to grind out a result, we were probably going to have to go a little bit physical and yeah. try and grind it out as well. And again, we went with the same approach that we did against a similar passing team in Everton by playing Kavai further up the pitch, not to be a number 10, but just to disrupt higher up and then start in Now I think. Realistically, over the sort of next eighteen months, we're probably going to need a replacement for Jednak in that sort of sort of slightly physical defensive midfielder role because there will be certain times when you need someone who has that physicality. And I wouldn't be surprised to see us bring in someone like Shelby, who has the range of passing in addition to being yeah. slightly more physical and can play a little bit deeper as he did at times for Swansea, and it was, just was to much, give more
2: options. Was much injured on. Was much just dropped? Was he? I can't remember his name. Well, Wait, he came on, which he you came might on. not remember. After yeah, no, he came on, didn't
0: he? He, um, he had a weird two games because he he came on against or started against <laughs> Bournemouth. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> he played against Bournemouth and had had a bit of a shocker. But I um, yeah. he was actually pretty good when he came on against Swansea. We sort of saw both sides of Much's game, really. I don't. I just
1: still don't know what to make of him because if with. Ledley, yeah, with yeah. Well, I, I know what you're going. You know what you're going to get with Ledley. You know he's going to break up play. He's going to keep the the passes simple, and mm. you're going to get a huge amount of running out of him much I I like how he operates between the lines and some of the sort of close control technique he shows at times is very good but it just it doesn't ever seem to quite grab the game by the scruff of the neck in the way that you kind of think he's perhaps able to it always feels like something bubbling under the surface with him that hasn't quite sort of sprung forth yet and lots of Palace fans don't seem to like him particularly much but in terms of a player
0: Difficult when you are coming in like Bamford <laughs> yeah, yeah, coming yeah. in now and then and not really getting much of a well, yeah, chance you're not, to grab, you're not, you're, Well yeah, yeah
1: you're not getting enough time to get up to the sort of sharpness and mm. the speed of the game so it, it's always going to be pretty difficult but I mean I, I do think that he's capable probably of more than he's delivering so far mm. It was good to
2: see Jedi back and it does prove uh, coming back to Bamford in a strange sort of way because we we've, we've know from the past that there's all sorts of talk that Pardew wasn't in love with Jedinat when he first came in because Jedinat was away and then he was injured and he got sent off against West Ham I think wasn't it no um, but he left that elbow oh I mean, he left the Leo, elbow sorry got then, then, that's so but clearly Jednat's worked his way back into the plan and it's it's like Street so you suspect it might not be a long term thing but it is good to see him hmm. playing Premier League football and playing it well and there were some quotes after the game from yeah. him saying, that there's, there's no truth in the rumours that I'm leaving, I'm right. staying at Palace and I want to no, stay. I think he wants so. to stay, but it just shows, I mean, that's it sort of highlights the Banford thing, because it's clear that Pardew is a fair manager who will give people a chance based on what he sees in training, mm. and, as he did with Jedinac, but not with Banford. And so Jednet came in and, to be fair, took, took his chance massively. Yeah, yeah. He was fantastic. Yeah, he I did, mean, It's, it's it, Again, that's great to have that option, because, again, we were looking slightly light in that department if Jedinac was... I injured or not fit, or injured and not fit. That's the double whammy. <laughs> Same thing. He's injured and he's not fit. Andy. That's well, here we go. Well, How are you He's going? out and he's injured and he's not fit. <laughs> and he's unavailable. <laughs> he's unavailable, yeah, I mean, t- <laughs> <laughs> but, but if, just back to his best is what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, if he was, if he was injured or just not in full Because there was a time when it looked like, again, whether it's age or not, it looked like the pace of the Premier League was just too much for him. No, but there are games
0: that he'll he'll be able to. I think so. Like,
2: around. yeah, and I suspect, like Andy says, I suspect that might be. the more of the way we're going to play football for the next few weeks I think we're going to back to more of a early Pardew late feelers Depends who we play, depends, we
0: play
2: against I, I think know, so yeah I think so I, I, I think Pardew's shown
1: throughout his tenure so far that he does tend to mix things up again there's sort of still <laughs> some question marks in my head as to how much he's able to change games in game but certainly he'll change how he sets up for each game based upon the opposition he's done that a few times in, in recent weeks well, I, think
2: he, I think he can change stuff in games but he hasn't got a lot to change with at the moment is the is is the problem there's no you don't look at the bench and go there's somebody completely different to solve the problem it's it's back to the old sort of purest light for light days but Hmm. I think he is capable of changing but I think already the Chelsea game I'd probably take a point from that now I think so yeah yeah. yeah, another 0-0 lads well you you can't well there's no point saying it's out loud because it would be a four-all draw but I mean technically you'd think it's going to be a low scoring yeah probably will be a nil-nil a low scoring game had they kept Mourinho I think we might have fancied a bit more but <laughs> yeah. you know Hiddings
0: come in and study the ship a bit Oh okay, we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll discuss that in, in, in the final part of the podcast just finally um, uh, we don't talk about referees too much on this pod but the ref on, on Saturday did seem to let a, Swansea get away with quite a lot of fouls and then uh, brought out yellow for Cabaye for, for Palace's first foul of the game he's now suspended after the yeah. and he just keeps on being
1: repeatedly targeted Cabaye JD and mm. I were talking about whether or not uh, right let's, uh, bear with me on this one and uh, show a little bit of humour if you think it's a terrible idea but <laughs> should there be a rule change whereby persistent fouling of one player by multiple players on the other side eventually culminates in one of those players having to take the flak of the rest of their team and being booked
2: oh I thought you were going to say they to sort of line up the Palace team and they have to run down and get kicked out of the arse by the But <laughs> well, that, that, that,
0: that could be the half time challenge
2: but the thing is In the, 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 the time thing time. is because it's not uncommon a good referee should be out of spot that that's happening mm-hmm. he should be out of spot that three or four players are taking an opportunity and, and then he should put and then he should talk to the other captain he should say look I know what you're doing yeah. it's quite clear it was talking. not doing that sadly. it's quite or clear you're targeting it. and then and you deal with it that way and then you, and you book one of, you book the next one who does the foul and then you keep booking them but the thing is I think we're almost victims of I, I don't know whether it's. We're clearly a much better behaved team towards referees than we have done in the past, and I know we've been warned about that in the past. But and I don't know whether Pardew thinks he's in line for the England job, so he wants his players to be conspicuously well behaved. But I, we don't moan at referees; where right? we don't, we don't think we haven't got anyone out there nagging referees. We haven't got anyone refereeing the game. Well, well, Jedi we used have, to do that quite a lot. That's right. Yeah. We, we were good at that, but they're not. They're almost too nice now, yeah. and we're not. We're not sort of. And I hate. I'm not saying die, but let the ref know you've been fouled. It's like sometimes because sometimes otherwise because we're quite a robust team. So sometimes I think refs just think, oh, it's fifty-fifty. But are so obviously
0: getting targeted on. on I know, on, on and
2: that's and that's. It just it's just the inconsistency that I found
1: really quite frustrating yeah. from from the ref on who, who was it? I can't even remember. I think Swarbrick. it was Swarbrick. Swarbrick. Right. Yeah. Okay. It was the fact that you know within three or four minutes, John Joe Shelby, who I, I do rate and thinks a fantastic player, but made a, a change. It was just a clear nailed on yellow card. Yeah. There was no doubt about it. I think it was was it on Zaha or Suarez But down the left hand side, nailed on yellow card every day of the week, even if it's in the five, even if it's in the first five minutes, doesn't book him, and then yeah. yet books Kabai much later on the match for just an incredibly innocuous foul. Hmm. it's just that that's the sort of thing that gets immediately crowds onto referees' backs that that gets the players a bit more het up turns fairly innocuous games into tempestuous ones you know it's it's not surprising that when you see that sort of consistency eventually the game becomes more and more feisty and it did well the problem is
2: because he's a relatively inexperienced ref they tend to referee for the assessor don't they understand rather than they, they make sure they do everything as they see it to the book so they get a decent mark from the assessor rather than worrying too much about game management. But you'd like to think that the assessor would be saying to him, why didn't you book Shelby? You, mm. let, you let quite a lot go. And surely any referee, I mean, they do their research, surely any referee would look at Palace's team and go, right, well, is the one player they're going yeah. to be getting at. Zaha so as let's, well. And Zah- so let's keep... Well, I worry about Zaha because I, I think referees are... I don't know whether they've got him down as a diver or a cheat or whatever, but I don't think he's getting nearly enough protection from. He's just also reacting a little bit petulantly at times. He time. is can't.
0: Can, uh, he... You can i mean, no, he shouldn't be reacting. But there was, there, I don't know if you saw the one from the Bournemouth game where Harry Arter went through the back of him. No, I do. It, yes, so. it was a horrible, horrible challenge, bad and challenge. should have yeah. should have been a red card. It yeah. was only yellow. Yeah. Wolf did react, but you know, yet again, that's that's a, ch- a chance of an example of another nasty challenge on yeah. Wilf and a challenge clearly made to. Take, not take him out of the game, but you know, diminish well, think, him a bit. I
2: think there's, that's the difference we've talked about between Velasi and Wolf Because Wolf physically doesn't look that strong, but stands up to challenges really well. I mean, Velasquez gets a buffeting, but because he's so strong and so fit and bulky, he doesn't go down as much. Well. And Zaha is a bit of a throwback in terms of in terms of his weight and he's, he's, he doesn't look. It's hard to tell from where we are, but he doesn't look as though he's that muscly or that bulky. So he's clearly he gets hurt more easily than Blassie does but I think also opposition well. players know that they can because in the Bournemouth yeah. game after that Wolf was markedly much more quiet and I yeah, think yeah. they know
0: they can do that and it can, will. Yeah. some games it will work some yeah. games it won't West Brom yeah. it didn't West Brom he turned you know he yeah. responded with form but yeah. some games they can do it too yeah. yeah okay right well that's not a brilliant place to end part one on but uh, let's end it nonetheless um, in part two we've got questions from our listeners so join us in a bit Back to the five year plan podcast uh, last pod of 2015. Uh. Uh, sponsored, by Vector... <laughs> no, okay. uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk, and that's Vector with a K. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com, and that's JCIS with a... JC
1: G- and an IS. There you, and go, hyphen. there
0: you go. We're trying something different. Um, right, question time. Uh, lots of questions this week from our listeners. Um, I apologise, I can't read them all out. Um, but there are some good ones. Starting with... <laughs> um, sorry that, no, they're all good ones they're all good ones uh, I just I can't i read them all now um, the first one is from Ben Silverstein hi, uh, ben. hi ben he says are the pundits wrong in yes com- in, <laughs> are the pundits wrong in completely taking us out of the title race Oh, it's a bit much to do, isn't it? How many points back well, are we, we on are Leicester? No, Is it no, eight, no. eight, eight points? Eight points. We've got know, them to play at home. Going into the new year, fifth on the table. I mean,
1: in some ways, I'm quite glad that we drew the last two games because can you imagine how much Palace would have been losing their shits had we had four <laughs> extra points? It would have only been four, <laughs> four points back on the league leaders. Yeah. I just think that the going off the off the scale thing or oh, going off the radar flying off the, off the handle I'm yeah. mixing all my metaphors tonight um, yeah I, I think there would have been some getting carried away going
2: on why well, uh, not we
0: are doing very well
2: I think uh, for what it's worth <laughs> uh, I'm quite glad that Watford and Leicester are doing so well because we aren't we're not getting a lot of attention for, just for being fifth which and I think I'm perfectly happy with that As I think I, I think it's fantastic I think we're going to finish top half the table and hopefully, it's still fifth, sixth—you never know. But I don't. I think you just have to look at our squad and listen to the discussions we had earlier about our squad to see us winning the title. Although, if, if they're ever going to do it, this is a year to do it. Yeah. And it's a, it's a crazy the, old league, but it's um I've I i do not think we're a title winning team. There some, not, some, that's just not to say we can't. Well,
0: why not? Like you, you say, know. no, this no. all that, Tottenham and
2: Man United still winning it, and and you know, therefore we're a bit. You know, we should be a much better situation than man united to win it so it'll be yeah. it'll be between arsenal and manchester city <laughs> yeah. if we're being
1: completely honest about it yeah. it's it's great to see palace in the position they're in at this time of the season and you know even if we have a little bit of a regression to the mean kind of thing where we underperform a tiny bit at, towards the end of the season we'll still end on probably a record high points for the premier league for palace and You'd think probably in the top sort of nine or eight, perhaps, so which would still position. which would still be a great, great achievement. All,
2: all we yeah. wanted, well, all we wanted was staying up again. Is all we wanted, and then we wanted a bit of progression. And that would, that means finishing ninth, basically. But yeah. you know, a lot of us said at the time when we got promoted to the Premier League, oh, it's come too early, and you you, you can never say that. And if we got, if we were to get into Europa League, who knows, Champions League, it would be the most amazing thing. And you take that when it happens. But for mm-hmm. the, it's still. It, Top half of the table would still be a brilliant achievement. It's just that we keep looking at what we've done in... And we should remember how dire things were this time. It's in a short space of time. It's been this, one this year. Turn, this yeah. turnaround has been remarkable in a short space of time, so let's wallow in that. And rather enjoy than, it. Yeah, let's really enjoy that rather than go... As some football fans will, will never be happy. There will all be fans going, oh, come on, we should be you know, Charlton fans, for example. Mm. There were some quotes we, from... So we can't do the same as that. but We should, we should just really be enjoying looking at the league table. with fifth going into the New yeah. Year's. It's just brilliant. Speaking keep of keep which, looking the... at And then don't worry about finishing higher until...
0: There were quotes from Johan Kabay in the Evening Standard today. And the, the headline said, uh, Johan Kabay believes Crystal Palace can finish in a
2: European spot. I mean, well, great! You we to never thought that. we'd ever be seeing that headline. Yeah, you'd be disappointed. Crazy. Like he's obviously learned from Patrick Bamford. He'd be disappointed if his, <laughs> aunt, if his answer to that question was "what"? <laughs> of course, you can't. <laughs> be daft. But it's great, isn't it? It's of of course, it is. It's what you want. And it's, but you know, let's not assume it's now our right and that we're automatically. Because yeah, that's what it did for Charlton again. The yeah, they, exactly. We put ourselves us in, in a position to be in contention for a which Europa League spot, which is fantastic. Yeah,
1: and it, it's yeah, gr- it's a great fun season in yeah. terms of how you know unpredictable it's all been, as, as everyone's spoken yeah. about ad, ad nauseum. And it's it's great fun to be talking about Palace,
2: even sort of fancifully as the title contenders. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it would also be a great shame if, were it not to happen, people were then disappointed. Yeah, if we finish seventh or eighth, it'd be really annoying if people were disappointed with that rather than going. I don't is, think people this will. Be. Is I think fantastic. Sh- most, most, most sane Palace yeah. Well, well little little if, if we don't win the league, I for one will be
1: furious. Yeah,
0: speaking Absolutely of which, then. Furious. Well, speaking of which, the next question is from Will Thomas. Hi, Will. Hi, Will. And Will says, "Fairly average performances in the last three games, but five points from them. Is this the sign of a team that can challenge top six?
2: Three. What was the other word? Uh,
0: Ever- was it Everton before?" No,
2: Bournemouth. What was before Bournemouth? Oh no, we, uh, we'd Stoke away. Stoke oh yeah, away. no, oh, fair okay, yeah. yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, actually, that's a good point. They always say it's a sign. Of, I mean, that was the important thing. I think on uh, against Swansea, whatever there was. I love that we couldn't uh, remember what the game I know. was. Because in, in times gone by, we would have lost that game. And the important thing was if you can't, if you're not playing well, don't lose the game first of all. It's always good to build an unbeaten run as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yes, yeah, so I think done. I think it's a good question. And I think it is a good sign that we're. Uh, mm. uh, are able to grind out results, so I suppose. Being realistic, there aren't that many times, there aren't that many games we've actually come away going, we were brilliant for ninety minutes. West Brom probably mm. was the only one. Everton or... away to an extent. Newcastle, but Newcastle were in the basket case. Mm, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Southampton, I thought. Southampton, Southampton was good. Southampton were very good, but a lot of our results have been down to tenacity and organisation rather than. So that's, that's the exciting thing, that we've still got that to come, hopefully. But also we've still kind got of more flair to come, more goals to come. And But yeah, I think it is a good sign. And I think a lot of that is down, though, to Dan and Delaney. And I think Pardew... I mean, it's really interesting the way he's praising Dan and Delaney at the moment. Mm. Uh, and I'm really pleased that he is, but it's quite clear that, out of nowhere and unpredictably, they are probably, arguably at the moment, the most efficient centre-back pairing in the Premier League. And I don't think anybody would have said that mm. this time last season, even. And I think it just shows... D- d- just removing one of those, it sort of affects the, the, the way the team played. And because quite clearly, Delaney in particular is a, is a leader on the pitch, and well, I think we missed that basically. So, again, it comes it's always full circle, it comes back to that conversation we had right at the start. So, these are mm. good times, but they can be better. Yeah, I think a lot of the
0: performances recently in the games that we haven't played particularly well, we've got points that like just more mature performances on Palace, more grown up performances than we've seen in previous Premier League season. What do you mean by more grown up performance? More mature, like being able to grind out a result when not, you can. Not,
2: yeah, not sort of taking chances to try and win a game. Yeah, or exactly. Not getting, not, we don't well, make not a lot sort of, of losing not our in Yeah, not going in, in rash Crucial tackles, moments. Not getting, yeah, exactly. players, not getting
1: players sent off.
0: Yeah, we just look what like we've grown shade. up a bit as a team.
1: Yeah, we don't like we don't make a lot of basic defensive errors. In yeah, the right, we don't the part, particularly, yeah. and it's, it's very rare that you see, for example, you know, one of the defense lose a man that they're marking at a corner or the sort of idiotic basic yeah, mistakes yeah. that you see sort of once a game from a Sunderland or 15 times a game from an Aston Villa it, it's just you just don't see that from Palace yeah. and uh, a I lot of that it, will come from the defensive resoluteness that is still pervasive from the Pulis era and definitely. a lot of it has been kept going by Pardew whether because of Milan or whether because of you know Pardew himself there's just still a lot of defensive you know resoluteness to, think,
2: think, to the off team the top of my head I think West Ham's first goal Zahar left his man. Jenkinson. I, th- I think yeah, but yeah. I think apart from that, even Zahar's been pretty solid defensively. Mm. which again Pardew's taken a lot of pains to Yeah. So yeah, I mean there is an organisation there, there is a strength. And there is also a team spirit there as well. There's a resilience that's getting us points where perhaps Definitely. we would never we wouldn't have gotten them before
0: okay next question is from Charles Bake oh, hi, hi Charles Charles, He's put apart Charles from,
2: Bake uh, Charles Bake
0: yeah. great, name. great it's name a great name for it doesn't it, isn't it? it. Um, apart from Patrick Bamford obviously um, <laughs> which Palace players have had the most beautiful hairdos this season
2: ooh
1: that's a... is a bit of a work of art isn't it yeah I mean I know we come back to him time and time again I don't know about work of art it's, it's, art. it's... more science than art yeah. States, <laughs> I, think,
2: isn't
1: it? A lot I mean of it of just depends what sort of art you're talking about it's just it's more a like a Jackson Pollock, isn't yeah, it? I love like. the, oh, we can't even Pontier
0: and anymore. <laughs> <laughs> God, he's never. I'm saying kind of messy. Kibai's got quite a nice hair. I, suppose, goodbye. I say goodbye. So There's a bit of a silky sheen to his yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. it has got Dan. has got quite a sort yeah. of uh, regulated, steely, steely Gerard sensible style hair. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll go goodbye. Good question, Charles. Um, that's a question from Miles Loden. Oh, hi, hi, Miles. Miles. Says, um, would we have the best all-British starting eleven in the Premier League? Oh, that's a good question. That's yeah, a really good, good, good question. A question
1: yeah. um, that's a great question. Yeah, it's a great question. Who would you take out? You'd have to drop Balassi. Yeah,
2: yeah. And you bring Le- in Ledley for Kabay. You'd put pun- puncture. Oh, you it depends what your criteria is because Balassi is. I mean, he plays for Congo but his uh, all-extensive purposes.
0: Mm. Well, let's go with if he plays for a uh, oh, okay, quarantine, fair. then right. we can't. So, Glass uh, would, would have to go.
2: Goodbye would have to go. Suarez would have
0: to go. But then you bring Delaney. Kelly, wouldn't Delaney. you? Delaney would have to go. Delaney would have to go. Have to go. <laughs> <laughs> have to go. Yeah, he would. But, <laughs> yeah. but then you'd have Mariappa and Kelly at the back. Hennessy and Gold. Well, you mean Mariappa, the, <laughs> well, mean oh, the, the Jamaican. Jamaican, damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Terrible <laughs> question. <laughs> it's gone for We'd we'll have to go three at the back. Three at the back, yeah. have to naturalise
1: Mile Oh. We'd have
0: much as much as English, not he? Yeah, you'd have much, much at
1: number ten, working. and then punch and wides. So, oh, and then yeah. uh, I think come up front. You have got MacArthur and Ledley. A we need the yeah. defender. There must be someone in there somewhere. Well,
0: Kelly, Kelly, Kelly would go centre back, and then you need a you need a left back. One of the one or Ledley could play left back. Yeah, and then we would put someone else in the middle. Have yeah. we got anyone left? I <laughs> think we have. Is there anyone left so. in the squad? So we could do ten. We could do ten out. Yeah, we could yeah. do ten. Five aside, would be alright. Five aside, yeah. yeah. I think we'd have. The have best.
1: We got yeah. for uh, silly Kai Kai. We could have him out wide. M- yeah. m- m- push punching into ten. We'd have to play much a bit deeper. It would be a very lazy midfield. Basically.
0: But it be, <laughs> okay, it might not be. It might not be the, one of the best uh, uh, British elevens. But we've certainly got a, a very sort of British feel to our team. And someone said you know, that Pardew is making a contentious effort to to sign more British players.
1: Do you mean a concerted uh, effort? What did Not I say? Contentious. Contentious contentious <laughs> <laughs> Going in and punching Jolette in
2: the face. I don't think he wants Stop to do that. I think <laughs> Well, it, that may be the case because I know it's, it's quite interesting because Pardew does hint that uh, oh, all the talk, you know, when they brought so many French players into Newcastle, Pardew's been dropping a lot of hints that that wasn't his mm. policy or his plan and that mm. didn't make for the happiest dressing room. But I don't, I'd be interested to find out whether it was a, an actual concerted policy on his part. Mm. Um, I mean I'm sure there's some managers like Allardyce who made it plain they'd rather work with good old fashioned British players. Well Pulis is very exactly. much like that and yeah. some of that yeah, yeah. is,
1: is effectively, you know, a legacy of his time there. Yeah. Um so certainly some of you know, Hennessy was brought in by him, Ledley brought in by him, yeah. I can't remember any others brought in by oh, him. Punchin is signed permanently Dan. under him, Dan, Dan, Dan under him. Yeah. yeah. You know, so there were, there were quite a few that uh end up effectively being signed on Pewis's watch and those players,
2: a lot of them have performed very well sort of over the period since so um, it's well, not entirely surprising is, well also you can understand why Pulis would want to do that in a way because his football is a particularly old fashioned British style of football that you'd imagine it would be harder even for central defenders coming in from other cultures simply haven't been brought up to ever play that sort of football have they really so much easier for Pulis to mm. <laughs> and the position we were in in the club as well maybe yeah, yeah. we
1: needed a, diff- a different sort of style. We've only got a look at uh, Otamendi and Mangala at Man City this yeah. season to see how players who've not sort of had enough exposure to the English pace of game and to the fact that mistakes are punished in a sort of microsecond, End up struggling a little bit, and um, you know it's, it's 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 a big risk bringing in centre backs from abroad. Mm, um, not because they can't adapt, because they they clearly can. You know Vin- Vincent Kompany, when he's fit, is still the best mm. centre back in the league by an absolute yeah. country mile. Cause Cause Arsenal, it has yeah. been fantastic for Arsenal, but there are numerous uh, has done pretty well for Arsenal as well mm. this this year and season. So there's, there's plenty that do come in, but it's still you know a bit of a bit of a risk, and you'd. If you're a, a team off palaces, means probably end up not taking that particular chance because mm. there are plenty of. Well, also we're unusual, wouldn't yeah.
2: we? took a chance. You know, Dan and Delaney came out of lower league football, Yeah. Mm. and most clubs probably wouldn't take that risk simply because of the pace of the game in the in the Premier League. You could argue
0: possibly Suarez <clears throat> was a bit of bit of a gamble in that hadn't played it before, but and, and a bit of a slow start, but it's yeah. clearly maturing into yeah. a, into a very good left back and, and yeah. improving most games. Mm. Good question um, Next one is from Jimmy King Oh hi oh, Jimmy. Jimmy He says Who would win An arm wrestle Between JD and Street And oh, who And Christ. who and who would win A thumb war Between Kevin And James Endicott Well I would clearly Win the arm wrestle clearly With JD the, the,
2: the, What are you talking about
0: I've been going to, Look I've been going To the gym
2: Whoa <laughs> look Literally looks like He's got a pee up his sleeve look. <laughs> look, Yeah that's, that's, that's really that's impressive mu-
0: that's, that could, that's officially a muscle well, have
2: you, What have you changed. been doing At the gym <laughs> Just hanging out <laughs> officially a muscle. Sitting on footballs <laughs> I think I'd give you a go. Uh, And the fun would, you know, Endicott and I would lock thumbs and then look in each other's eyes and realise that fighting was foolish. (laughs) And then start talking about David Bowie circa 1975 (laughs) and wallowing our own happy nostalgia. (laughs) Uh, Or as I call it, the FYP podcast. (laughs)
0: Um, Okay, good question. The next question comes from Chris K. Hi, hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. It says, "What should Palace's New Year's resolution be? Win Ooh. the league. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it?
1: Onwards and upwards. Sign oh. some new players of some sort.
0: I wouldn't say it's a resolution because they probably do that most years. Oh. You know, it's not like a...
2: help more grannies across the street. <laughs> I do, think... more,
0: do more charity work. Do you want, well, the club? does a lot of charity yeah. work. I would. I would say uh, do more to, and they are working on this, on and off the pitch, uh, to act more like a Premier League team." Be, be, a, be a Premier League team on and off the pitch it's something that Steve's talked the about example. isn't he example um, the new stadium oh, uh, stuff the like the that. infrastructure yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, just, I don't know I was just believing taking that next step towards being a, a proper Premier League team which we're doing yeah. on the
2: pitch I think they're doing I think they're fairly aware of that's I'm just going myself to Steve Barrett has fair. told us in the past. So. Yes, I heard it's a very good interview, I haven't heard it yet, but I've been told by several
1: people. That was I would like interview. them to, yeah, it was a good interview, yeah, was he was, okay. he was, he was uh, on good form. I would like them to reproduce the entirety of the inside of the Porson's Arms inside the homestyle at one end, so that when I go for a beer at half-time, yeah, it feels it like be. I'm having a beer inside the Porson's Arms. It feels yeah, like you I... would have had that long, well, that's a good idea. But then yeah. that wouldn't
0: make the Porson's Arms so special. Ah, oh, that's true.
2: Well, no, because it means I've been in the Portsmouth oh, for like, longer. I would like them to... Are you confusing me now? Uh, I would like them to bring back Claret and Light Blue Stripes. That would do... Be- you can ask if that's since 1967.
0: <laughs> we well, had a question last week about the about your favourite kit, which I think it ran to reading out, and they'd put in uh, brackets at the end. I know Kevin's going to say, Karen. <laughs> 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 no, um,
2: the one with the yellow uh, in particular. The, one the with yellow drink.
0: The, the, the 69 the yellow. Steve yeah. shit, Yeah, very good. It is a classic. Um, right, last couple of questions for, for 2015. Um, oh, uh, oh. First one's from Trevor Weldon. Oh, hi, Trevor. hi Trevor. Trevor. He says um, Bamford gained a reputation of, quote unquote, not putting in a shift. Can you think of any players who were successful at Palace without working hard?
1: Oh, I tell you, he was quite lazy and did just about OK until he got a new contract. Marco Reich, he,
0: he, yeah. he sorted it out. You wouldn't, you wouldn't out. say he was successful at Palace, so really, really... Well, no, because
1: th- well, we've never had a player who's been mercurial enough to be that great to also succeed at Palace
2: while being very, very well, well, lazy, well, that well, I can well, think I, of. Yeah, I, yeah, I well, not, not, in, not since, like... I could like, offer you one name, it's, well, it's a bit debatable, uh, but older, older people know who I'm going to say here. That's Jerry Murphy. He was the laziest player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Are you getting paid for the number of times you mentioned Jerry Murray? But, but he was brilliant. He was when he could be asked. He, he was fantastic. I mean, he, he I don't think he would have come up to stats. He wouldn't have even registered. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you could. That, you could. He could spend most of the game under the same umbrella. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. <laughs> wasn't one for running about. But he was still one of the best passers of all I've seen at Palace. But I think mean, it's impossible these days. You can't. You can't have one without the other anymore. Mm. I think most clubs. Work rate is just—you can't carry passengers anymore. The, mm. I think Glenn Hoddle was probably the last one where you could arguably say internationally, level, don't worry about the tackling and the work because every player now has to do so much mm. defensively. They've got to be so well drilled organizationally, and, they're, they're, and
0: the game is quicker and, and faster and stronger. Yeah, and
2: yeah, you can't. You, I I, mean, I don't necessarily think it's a brilliant thing, but you. Could I offer you one name? I'm not not saying he was lazy, but
0: certainly a player who maybe didn't quite get into the swing of games and then sometimes would do a brilliant thing to change it.
2: Dougie Ritz? Friedman? Well, I don't know why you would want to win 2015. <laughs> yeah, it's not Yeah, Deliberately no, that just no, that is throwing a bucket of water in my but, face. Um, and I'm not mentioning that. No, I, think w... I thought you were going to say
0: Moritz. Moritz?
1: Yeah, 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 but I'm talking Maritz.
0: about players who were successful... Very good, successful
1: Palace I, I think Dougie's uh, probably coming the closest to it, I reckon. Yeah. And even then, not, you know, he still when he was, he was younger, ran around a little yeah. bit. Yeah,
0: still a game changer. Anyway, interesting question. Um, right, a couple more. I should have read this one out a minute ago, I apologise. Martin Patrick. Hi, Martin. Oh, hi, Martin. Has said to us, do the panel, that's us, um, have... <laughs> more of a triangle to that, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Do the panel have any New Year's resolutions, Palace-related or not? I should have asked that after the last New Year's one. Uh, so what are you guys planning on doing
2: next year? Probably leaves the pub a bit a bit further away from kick-off time than I have than maybe
0: yeah but it was Christmas it is Christmas
2: yeah no, that's no, true it was Christmas yes yeah but, uh, I don't know it's a good question get another Palace Garden home to go with you. I don't know <laughs> I, I like how he sets his sight of time well there's not a lot I can do Visa. vis I mean there's not a lot I can affect at the club really is it I'll tell you my, well my news resolution would be to find a one Palace fan whose lucky match day routine is the one that works that's a, <laughs> that's a great idea and basically cover him or her in cotton wool and make sure they do that routine because yeah. it's, it's got to be one of us Yeah. if we could do a scientific experiment as to the correct lucky way to walk out the, the bunny hole hmm. and then I've been how, wearing, many, how many uh, opal fruits to have how many I've been wearing with. the same outfit the last few games same
0: jacket same Palace shirt same shirt underneath got two same on trail her, 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 her well, her I've beaten in seven or yeah, six yeah fair many. enough yeah, yeah so I'll keep, I'll keep doing that what's your New Year's resolution Andy?
1: Uh, probably to watch Palace in the Euro qualifies in Turkmenistan when we when we finally manage to scrape into sixth on the last we, could, we could do a podcast from there what from Turkmenistan? Yeah. Well, I you think know, that'd you be
2: great fun let's not go because it'll be like the Palace tattoo we'll make some rash promise we'll oh, say God. wherever the draw is we're going to go and it'll end up with us trekking to Azerbaijan <laughs> and, and having to eat James Endicott it'll be like the Augsburg friendly all over the man, yeah, basically <laughs> we'll all die on a mountain somewhere and eat, eat Endicott. Okay. I'm like keep us going keep for That's <laughs> <laughs> so the season starts again, but yeah. But we will, we'll make a promise and then, and then okay. we won't keep, let's Yeah, we, you shouldn't have mentioned so. the tattoos because we're now well, going to get a heat of and and people. I probably
0: shouldn't have done yeah. that. Okay, final question then. Okay, the final question of 2015 Ooh. goes to Peter Hostackney. Hi oh, oh, Peter. And he says, what was Palace's best moment in 2015? signing Patrick Bamford oh. <laughs> probably not up it's there it's be surely uh, question, isn't it?
1: personally I would go with the win at Chelsea I know that they subsequently spiralled into sort of massive turmoil and crisis which was delightful but um, up to that point it felt like such sort of a and that, there's such elation at beating them at Stamford mm. Bridge and being one of the first teams in a long, long while to, to beat a Mourinho team at Stamford Bridge. Mm. And not to cause the start of a decline, because there were obviously other factors, but it did feel a little bit like we'd started them on, the, on their way to uh, their, their eventual descent.
2: So that was, uh, I think, quite a special moment for this year. I think, I think Steven, ruining Steven Gerrard's last game was yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good but one. But I think, I think it's probably Balassie's hat-trick at... Sunderland I think Yeah that was good Because that just went That little burst of football Because I think that was Like the first real time When you thought Oh something's happening here Yeah Something really good's Happening here And that, everyone started To really sort of sit up And take notes About what we can do As a team So, But the beauty of that question Is that for the first time In many many years There's a lot of answers Yeah to it. exactly Because we would have been here Three or four seasons ago, he'd been struggling to find any answer. to that. Yeah. the answer would eventually be staying up or not going bankrupt. <laughs> basically, um, well, there's a load of good moments. What would yours be then?
0: Uh, to be honest, mine would. Pro- there's been so many good moments. I bet it involved um, him.
2: Oh, no, of course, of it, it involved I, I, be it, a, be it was, a rem- it was, rem- it was it
0: the maybe, time I was on <laughs>
1: Palace Fan TV yeah, yeah, yeah. doing um, another selfie Snapchat thing when Steve Parish said that's a good question.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say did I would say he did to me. To be honest, <laughs> pro- probably ending 2015, fifth in the, in the Premier League, a year after starting it in the relegation zone. Yeah. Probably a good one. But you're right, there, there has been yeah. so many good moments this season. Would you say that 2015
2: is Palace's, as a club, best ever year, calendar year? Yes, I think you'd have to, yeah. It, it just feels, so much has happened in so short a time, it's, it's kind of hard to get to grips with it. I mean, it feels, and we have said this before, it's the staying up on the purest still had a sort of tinge of excitement about it that we never quite replaced basically because it seemed so unlikely, and it, it yeah, you know, the Pardy thing just seemed to slide into place straight away. With the Pulis thing, took a while to sort of kick in, and then at the end of that season, it just felt like a brilliant cup run. And like the Fulham game yeah. was just still one of the best away games that <laughs> what what you that can one, remember from it. Well, yeah, but that whole trip was still yeah. on and that so that was a really almost more special sort of run of games. Than, but yeah, this has been our best year, and it's still, I think so, yeah, <clears throat> it's still having to pinch yourself really to realise. But you look at the league table and you laugh because you kind of go, that's.
0: And also, we're on the cusp of, you know, next year could be even better. It could be
2: an even better uh, year, it, really. It we're... could be, but yeah, experience of Palace indicates that it might not be. But let's, well, that's, that's, what why, that's, that's why about... I think we should savour what. really savour what's happening well, now. That's
0: what I'm saying about being a more Premier League. acting like a more Premier League team. You know, believing the next season could be even. 2016 could be even better than 2015.
2: Oh, no, I think it can be, but I think, again, it comes back and it's a perennial argument for fans as well. I think it splits on age groups because you, you you want it to continue but you still want it to continue with players like Delaney and Dan yeah, you, yeah. you never want to be one of those clubs where every two seasons you've got a completely different starting level we'd still have Jerry Murphy playing. well now, you I wouldn't you, if, given Mike, if, you, if Don Rogers was still able to try it out I'd have Don Rogers try it out but do you know what I mean you still want to yeah. keep because we are we're a Premier League team but we've still got that nucleus of the some of the quite a few of the Championship players, and we've still got that attitude as well. I, st- I don't want Palace to ever lose that sort of cocky South London attitude that, the, you know, they talk about our players having attitude, and we have, and it's, it's clearly, there's a very good atmosphere amongst the players. Do you feel like with Pardew at the helm, and with Paris still at the helm, do yeah, you think we like, could, we'll <clears throat> keep that? I, I hope so, yeah. I mean, your worry is that the Americans might start saying, well, let's, you know, why haven't we got a quarterback, or we'll get some fancy <laughs> damn foreign player in that we know the name of. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. you want to keep that, that attitude, you want to stay a South London team, you want mm-hmm. to be part of your community and that be that sort of we You don't ever, you know, and that's what that's where Charlton made the yeah. big mistake because you know the Charlton started believing in their own myth in a way, and Charlton fans started demanding. European football. Well, both of them? Both of them, yeah. yeah. And then, because <laughs> they were in the situation that we were, they do possibly overachieving, so... It feels like we're doing it's, things the right way. No? I think we, we are, I think we are. It is, it is exciting, it has been a fantastic year, yeah. Andy, I doubt.
0: Andy, would you say it's our best ever
2: year as a club? Well, right now, you'll have a lot of people probably
1: between the age of about 33 and 60, perhaps, shouting at their podcast device, going, no, 1990! But I think you'd have to say 2015, probably. Yeah. I mean, just objectively okay. you know highest ever league finish most number of points in a calendar I'm not really a fan of that whole calendar a year, year yeah, for, yeah, let's yeah, we are I mean, it, mean if, so if we were going to run the, the season
0: by calendar years yeah. we'd do that so yeah, it seems a little at, bit false because we're at the end we're of the nice year it's a nice way of wrapping things up yeah really, exactly which is what I'm trying to do so just Yes,
1: yes, I would say it is
0: Okay, Uh, listeners, thank you very much for your questions Happy
1: New Year to our listeners We haven't
0: finished the pod, we'll do that at the end of the pod Um, (laughs) Great questions, apologies for the ones I couldn't read out But uh, thank you for sending them in And please keep doing that next year Part 3 is going to be our new feature in this week So join us in a bit To part three of the five-year plan podcast sponsored by jcis the global research and brand consultancy from south london visit jc-is.com and vector printing your print and embroidery needs sorry vector printing for all your print and embroidery needs go to vector.co.uk and that's vector with a k k what if what if i only wanted to do some of my embroidery needs you can you can do they'll, they'll do
2: anything they'll do some or all of your embroidery needs can we can you promise me just as a little treat for 2016 that you'll do a tape of all your fake beginnings
0: <laughs> no all we've deleted most yeah, of them
2: because it sounds so slick and it'd be <laughs> just lovely for the people at home to hear what it's really like, what it's really like <laughs> when you no, kick that's off a the path. magic of
0: podcast <laughs> um okay so this is our feature in this week where we look back at some things that happened uh, over the next few days back in time um we're going to first of all go back to 1997 Oh. Tuesday the thirty first of December. Oh. Why was Palace's uh, New Year's Day fixture against Stoke called off? Snow. Oh, was it snow, sort of in the right sort
2: of in the right area? The pitch was frozen. Oh. So well, Park pitch was frozen. Well, well, it was quite, could, uh, the, the trouble it, quite often it was the terrace. The, the, the pitch was all right, but the homes though the actual terraces would freeze. Oh, okay. And the police wouldn't let, for safety reasons, they wouldn't let people into the ground because it's it, it really like. Because it'd be an open terrace and that and no yeah. under-soil heating. Well, that's fair enough, yeah. So, okay. so the whole place was cold. I think in, ni-
0: in 97?
2: We had the stand We had the stand, probably, end. yeah. But, but it's interesting, didn't... I never
1: thought of that, actually. It's good. Um, what, well, the games could be called off because of ice? Yeah,
0: for yeah. the fans. Uh, I, I
1: think we've had games called off before where they've been called off on safety grounds that the streets
2: around South street have been yeah. frozen oh, yeah. over. There was yeah, one... Rings there about, was a, yeah. In fact, there was a Boxing Day game, I think, that was cancelled about... Only about 40 minutes before the actual game Norwich wow. was really cancelled good. I Norwich. think
1: because of uh, frozen pitch not that long ago and Darren Huckabee then tweeted what a two-ball club Palace are and uh, was then met with a barrage of online abuse from Palace fans well done Palace well, fans right. <coughs> so in the festive cheer okay so four tweaks wasn't it, it was, uh, uh, no 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 it was only a few seasons but oh, no. it f- oh it was
0: only oh yeah, he was of course he was, it was yeah. yeah I forgot yeah Um we now go to Saturday the 1st of January 1966 oh this is Ooh. you Kev <laughs> uh, who <laughs> who, uh, who made their league debut for Palace against Bristol City aged just 17 years old and 24 days is it someone very obscure or is it someone famous Steve Kemba Steve Kemba oh. yeah so not obscure at all oh. absolutely Steve Kemba okay. making him the fifth youngest player to appear for Palace so. well
2: you talk about Palace fans being uh, Steve Kemba who was a big idol and then went to Chelsea who we played not long afterwards and for some reason Steve Kemper thought he'd come out on his own on front of the other Chelsea players in his Chelsea kit thinking he'd get a nice welcome from the and he was wrong <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> he was very wrong <laughs> um, for a small child like me it was a bit of an eye opener <laughs> he was uh, a great player what for a Ireland player club, he was really, yeah. barely uh, from, what I, from, what, from what he tells me <laughs> <laughs> David Payne was in the Portsmouth the other day he was his, yeah, that's because nice. his son drinks in there Oh, it's uh, nice
0: to see an old palace yeah, legend. He's a think. very nice guy, never paint. Yeah, he is a very nice guy.
2: He's lovely. Um, okay, Steve Kembo. Well, what I, I mean. Well, he, I introduced him to my dad at the beer festival and then left him to it as they're both a bit deaf. So it's just, it was like a sitcom. I just had about 10 minutes of translating and I, at the end of my dad went, Who was that bloke? <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Murphy dad. i say, yeah, David Parr. I don't remember him. Um... Right daddy played in games you were at. <laughs> he played a lot of games, Palace. He did play them in the Man the U game, didn't he, the He bit? was um
0: he was a bit of a sort of James MacArthur of his day, really, sort of a defensive midfield defence midfielder and sort of all rounder. Well, right,
2: right back as well, but sort of defensive midfield player but yeah. very versatile.
0: He's a very nice guy. Uh um, he is
2: delightful, man. This is a good one. Okay,
0: Friday second of January, nineteen eighty one. Um This is, obviously, I'm reading out of Neil McSteen's excellent On This Day Crystal Palace book. It says, The day before a crucial FA Cup tie away to Man City, Malcolm Allison failed to show for the coach journey up north. The players hadn't seen him all week (laughs) (laughs) and were astonished when they saw the gaffer for the first time the next day on football focus, explaining how Palace were going to win the game. Needless to say, Allison picked a strange-looking team
2: that lost 4-0. So, there you go. That sounds about right. (laughs) You wouldn't get uh, that. It's it's funny, my dad who we just mentioned, he's he's still oh, I know he's with a day someone he, Allison when you know, we got relegated two seasons, yeah. right? Yeah, but he changed the kit, didn't he? And a nickname was in the bath with that girl, like yeah <laughs> put Palace on the map, didn't he? So, yeah, but we did ended up in the third division. <laughs> and then he didn't turn up for a week and at work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um I got another Allison related one from Saturday, third of January, nineteen seventy six. Um Palace uh beat Scarborough 2-1 to set up a cup start with Leeds the, yeah, to start, start that cup, cup run yeah. what did Allison do that day for the first time wear a fedora wore a fedora correct yeah.
2: he wore a fedora to keep yeah. the sun out of his eyes yeah and he had to also because I had the pleasure of interviewing him not long before he succumbed to outsiders and he was very funny very uh, very still ever very charismatic passionate man but I did ask him whether he was aware of the fact that him walking around the pitch at places like Leeds and Sunderland Doubled the chances of us getting the shit kicked out of us, yeah. Because they hated Cockneys already. Without one, some flash bugger walking around the pitch in <laughs> a fedora, <laughs> In a fur <laughs> <the sport laughs> <is gonna> be <laughs> while we were all huddled in a corner of some Northern Terrace. going Don't do that, mate. <laughs> Jesus, throwing coins at us as it is. You winded them up, and he thought that was very funny. But it was because um, that. I mean, that was a most. That was a. That was a fantastic time to be a Palace fan because yeah. we were a pretty obscure club, really. I mean, we were sort of backwater on the club, and he. And he for him to sort of get us the publicity he did, mm. albeit well, relegated twice, It was was it um, was a fantastic time. That cup run was just. Do you think Par um Pardue doesn't wear Fedoras, but has he got a bit of
0: the Allison swagger about him a little bit?
2: I think was one of the reasons the players like Pardew, as they clearly do, is that there's a bit of that alpha male about him, there's a bit of that dresses properly, dresses like the players, drives a flash car like Malcolm Allison was very much one of the one of the boys would go out drinking with them or disappear and then turn up football-focused. I think there is an element of that with with Pardew. I think Pardew's focus is very much the players always rather than the club itself. You mm-hmm. see I mean, I don't think Pardew worries too much about making friends actually in the club as long as the players are mm-hmm. behind him, which they clearly are at, at most clubs he plays so at least for a certain time. But there is, a, there is a sort of element of that. Although Pardew, I think, is definitely making an effort to rein himself in on the touch side, which I think Definitely. again goes and back to that much and absolutely which yeah. again I think goes back to him wanting the England yeah. job
0: do you think Padre could carry off a fedora
2: oh I think he'd like to think he could carry off a fedora I about think he now. probably could just yeah. about don't
0: you think oh, just, I'm not yeah. sure
2: anyone can put off a fedora these days Alisson did well, yeah, but it was
0: a different yeah, era, it wasn't was it? A different yeah, era, yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, I think Pardew's I, th- I guarantee you the club shop replica fedoras would be better than yeah. the club shop <laughs> replica fedoras. which I were think... pretty much cardboard
0: in those days. <laughs> I think if any manager in the Premier League could, it would be Pardew. Um, okay, final memory then for, uh, for in this week um, goes Saturday, third of January, nineteen forty-two. Ooh. So, um, this one's for you, Kev. Another <laughs> time, <I'll laughs> say that. I reeled
2: back. I think that. I was in the tube station in the porcelain's <laughs> arms. Yeah. I just I was got in the to my seven. This b- I was in the bomb shelter of the porcelain's arms. <laughs> <aren't they? laughs> okay, I think you guys are gonna like the fire. Oh, as I call it, the back room <laughs> 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 hasn't
0: it's changed. let get the hot dog. Um, okay, so 3rd of January 1942, Palace revived memories. Of the ten nil thrashing they handed out to Brighton in oh. April 1940, by again sticking another ten past their South Coast rivals. The Palace in being Brighton ten 0 twice
1: in a, yeah. Le- in a
0: London League wartime fixture at
2: So there you go, ten nil twice in uh, yeah, in two well, years. They unfortunately they don't, for some reason they don't count properly in the stats today because a lot of the players were were visiting players. So, well, I guess they were guest, guest players. Guest players or, or they, yeah. people who, you know, soldiers who were stationed nearby would turn out for them. Yeah. So, they don't usually count those in the stats. But I didn't know we'd beat Brighton. Yeah, in in any no. circumstance, we should be knowing about beating Brighton 10 well, 0. Well, it's official to us. Wow. I want a banner. <laughs> I want. Because we did win one of those wartime leagues as well. Mm. But again, were, you're not allowed to put that in your know. God, typical Palace. <laughs> I know, oh, basically, <coughs> yeah, we did, we won, a, we won a wartime league. Speaking of Palace of nostalgia,
1: yeah. uh, obviously Tony Fletcher's book, about uh, Boy About Town, which is all about Palace and yep. uh, music and everything, is a fantastic book that people should read. He released a, a new bonus chapter, Recently for his book Which is about going to see Palace Millwall Back in the 70s Which is quite an entertaining read oh, So uh,
2: available On his website Which I believe is net. Good stuff So okay. uh, definitely worth good. a read Very entertaining I could never understand With Millwall fans We look like them We talk like them But somehow they just knew Speak for yourself They just knew we weren't <laughs> well obviously Cheshire should... don't, I don't obviously, obviously Bridge oh, over there but I, I think I don't know if it's because our clothes matched or it looks like our hair hadn't been cut with an axe <laughs> but they just knew you wouldn't have a scarf or you wouldn't dare but they just somehow knew you weren't one of them, one of their own <laughs> good okay right that wraps up
0: uh, in this week uh, for, for 2015 um, part four we're going to look forward to the visit of Chelsea uh, so join us in a bit Welcome back to the final FYP podcast of 2015. Hey, oh yay. Oh, well. <laughs> Sponsored by JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Oh, Visit jc-is.com and Vector Printing for all your print and embroidery needs. Print or embroidery needs depending on what you want. Um, go to vector.co.uk and that's Vector with her. j c k hey Good. Okay, so uh, the final part of this week's pod then is our preview. Chelsea at home on uh, Sunday, the early kickoff on TV. Um, if they still had Jose, would you have felt a bit more confident about this one?
2: Yes. Probably. I think mean, that's a good question. It depends whether you know, they might have had a revival under him and won the last three games. But... You, you, yes, you probably would feel a bit more, a bit more confident. With Jose, Jose seems to quite like giving us points. He does. So he likes he's Palace. He's in the night Palace. But having said that, the two results since haven't been. They're clearly working their way back towards being a more efficient mm-hmm. team. But you, you know, 0-0 United is a good result, but technically you shouldn't be really be worrying about a team that. Drew was with Watford at home, or it's in the 16th in the table. Yeah, time. but of course the the players are. I'd be happier if I knew Delaney was back. Mm-hmm. I, that would I'd be much happier. But well, I think I think a point. I as I said before, I would take a point now. But clearly, some of their players are, are much better than they've yeah. been. They've been playing, and, and if they, and they turn up, be, then no. Yeah, and they should be slightly ashamed of themselves because yeah, it's, it's the most frustrating thing for the fan of any club when you see good players. Clearly, not playing, and clearly, I've enjoyed it if I'm honest. With you. Well, no, but, but just in terms of you know, looking at it dispassionately, yeah. you know, they're, they're highly paid, they shouldn't be going on strike in front of their own fans, basically. Mm-hmm. It's really annoying when suddenly all it takes is one new manager comes in and doesn't change anything, you and then they simply start playing better again because they've stopped sulking. But yeah, they, I mean, they've, they've got very good players, but they're, they're only working their way back towards and the fact is you know we we beat them and we beat them well at Stanford Bridge and they're not that much better and I don't think Costa would be looking forward to playing against Delaney again because mm-hmm. Delaney was outstanding against him at Stanford Bridge it's just I can't see our score but just see us struggling for goals that's the thing I mean, I mean,
0: let's hope Delaney is back but we are going to be without Wickham and without Balassi. Yeah. Um and obviously there's no Bamford now um, how would you well he wouldn't have been able to play I mean he way, wouldn't so. be. been oh, of course yeah. yeah, he wouldn't be able to play um how would you guys line up? Would you start with um, Shamak or... Kosey I don't, Campbell think, I don't or think you'd be
2: fit. I don't think Shamak. What, what would you guys do? I think maybe... Possibly, at least Campbell's got that bit of mobility and a bit of devil about him. And it, Again, it depends who they start with at centre-back, but hmm. they've got a lack of pace in their in their back four and a lack of confidence as well, I think. And I think just Campbell's energy be he did score against them I think
0: last last yeah. season at home I think didn't he he lost 2-1 he
2: lost I think 2-1. he got yeah, a goal he lost 2-1 but that, that didn't tell the story actually. they passed us off the pitch at yeah. day, but, but I just think I agree with Street early on I just think Schumach I don't know if it's permanent but he's a long way from being the player that we know he can we know he can be you see but, it in bits though don't you he's a nice yeah, fix and he's, stuff he's, against he's, he's, yeah and he's I don't know. It's a difficult one for Paji, It's a difficult. I don't know whether Pardew will try not to lose the game rather than go out to win it. But I suspect Jadonak will. Well, I mean, without goodbye as well. That's another tricky one as well. I, don't I think know. he'll probably go with Saka up front. Oh, Sacco back wasn't is, he fit? He
0: was is he fit? I
1: thought he was I oh, thought he was Do back for that one or not? The other two weeks I don't know Oh We've well, we, we, we got no one left <laughs> No 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 one left, apart left. From Silly Kaiko's well, going up front on his own Dwight Gowell's well, injured as
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh,
2: well I injured Dwight injured Oh This is not good No So Lee Lee could start I mean Lee Yeah Clearly in good form He's just had a baby So he'll be happy And he scored that fantastic goal Which is arguably our goal of the season Yeah Already But um I, I, I honestly don't know. I think it's gonna be a loan I mean punching it obviously but I don't know what he'll do. You'd well, get you'd guess it'd be MacArthur and Jedinak as the two midfield players in front of Yeah. Then maybe much in front of that, I don't know.
0: Having said but, that, the transfer window would have been open for two days. Do you think we if we get an emergency loan in or something
2: or I don't know. We are struggling think, for someone up front. I think that's really unlikely to be perfectly honest, but, yeah, but never no, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe punch maybe Punch it's an argument we've had before let try punch on his own up front give him a bit more responsibility he does seem to thrive on responsibility I thought he was
0: better against Swansea well looks...
2: see I think with, with Kabay not being there yes, I think we've we've all said that Punch hasn't been quite the same player mm. when Kabay's there and I think he likes to have that bit of responsibility he likes to be the playmaker he likes to be the creative one so maybe utilise that I don't know but he'll certainly start but then looking at the bench I don't know what do we will see the... some youngsters on the bench um, well you'll certainly see Lee on the bench I imagine yeah and... much will be on there yeah. it's not ideal is it but um, very short staffed <laughs> short staffed um, it's not ideal but you still these are circumstances in which you would you wouldn't bet against Palace I mean because yeah. again we just have to dig deep into those what we talked about earlier commitment and spirit yeah. and energy and, and the atmosphere is going to be Fantastic, I imagine. So yep. and it's it's up to somebody else. To, and again, the thing is, we can always, you know, set pieces. Still, we you know, it could be that Dan gets the winning goal, but we we've got yeah. goals in us, but just not in our strikers. We haven't. But so, um, so there's Zahara start, will start, yeah. Campbell start. I mean, it's still quite. I mean, it's quite. we we'll give them a game. G- we well, give them a, a game. There's a lot of energy there. There's a lot of, Well, I hope that we give them a game. Yeah, but it's it'll a, be it's
0: close closer than the last home
2: game we played against them. Well, that's <clears throat> there's two things that we. We need to really rectify to make me start believing that we're a really, really good team. They beating Arsenal was one of them, mm-hmm. and then because we—I know we beat Chelsea at Selhurst, but with the, the own goal, but that was, was an element of luck. So, playing Chelsea off the pitch at Sellers Park and beating Arsenal were the two things that. The t- hey, they could t- both cost, happen. They could do, yeah. But we're going, but yeah. We're going into a game. Nobody would have predicted at the start of the season that this fixture the team that would be 5th would be us and they'd be 16th and they won't look forward to going to sell us parts. Simple as that. Probably wouldn't have even thought Chelsea being fifth. To be honest, you have. No, no, that. you wouldn't. Have top, you'd have been surprised that they're only fifth. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Good stuff. Well, and also, it will signal um, the start of a new year and the end of what's been a very good year for Palace.
2: Um, well, won't be the end of a
0: very good year. Sorry, good but it will signal a
2: massive. It was signal a
0: massive improvement in in, <laughs> in one year. Yeah, we started last year in the
2: bottom three. So, No, it's been fantastic. Oh, year, it's sorry. been a great year. It's been a great year for. Um, for the pod and for our listeners and yeah well and I think we, we wish our listeners a happy new year of course we do yeah happy set new year the, set the one who said I talk too much yeah, well that was me that could be your new <laughs> that could be your new resolution
0: <laughs> um, happy new
2: year listeners it's hope it's you your, have short podcast if it is <laughs>
0: <laughs> right well we'll see who joins me in 2016 <laughs>
2: uh,
0: but thank you very much for listening and for your questions have a wonderful New Year's Eve whatever you choose to do and all the best for the new year uh, and to Palace as well I've I, I got a feeling that 2016 will be even better oh, than 2015 God bless us everyone there you go good uh, uh, Kevin and Andy thank you very much for uh, a on relegation. now, isn't it? <laughs> happy <laughs> new year <laughs> happy, happy year. new year <laughs> happy new year to the two of you and uh, happy new
2: year to you too JD
0: thank you very new much year. cheers thank wherever you. you spend it uh, at, home, at home watching TV um and in bed by 12 happy new year everyone and uh you'll hear from us in 2016 goodbye bye, bye. hey
2: it's jesse kelly
0: Ronald Reagan famously once said the nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Americans are losing faith in the banking system and at the same time the US government could soon be headed toward a centralized banking system. How scary is that? How do you protect yourself as the government gets more involved in your life? For me, owning gold is one way. Having gold that I can see and touch makes me feel protected. Having a portion of your retirement in precious metals is another way to feel protected. I don't own crypto, I don't own NFTs, and I don't buy meme stocks. I don't invest in things I don't understand. If you are like me and want to feel safe,
2: it's time to call my friends at the Oxford Gold Group. Go to www.oxfordgoldgroup.com to learn more. Again, that's www.oxfordgoldgroup.com.